With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the podcast. Cuatro Cuatro Dos, once again, to Boy Christian. Thank you for walk, for coming back and listening to another episode. Uh, once again, don't forget to uh, go and subscribe and like and all the social medias and stuff like that. Chris Putalias for my personal. And then you can go to Cuatro Cuatro Dos on Instagram, Cuatro Dos on Twitter. And also you can find us on the YouTube channel, Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Of course, everything part of the Dynamo Theory podcast network. So, uh, yeah, man, let's get, let's, let's just get into it, you know. Little, uh, another week of soccer, another week of uh, the Houston Dynamo coming back. Another week, or I guess of the starting week of the Dash coming into, um, into, into, I guess, a regular season, right, into play. Um, let's touch on that a little bit. I didn't get to watch the game, unfortunately, but I know they had a uh, 2-2 draw. Um, I will defer to you, defer, defer to you, yeah, to the homie Haley that she does have a podcast. Um, and there's a, you know, it's a bunch of stuff about the dash and stuff like that. And also, uh, you can check out the striker Texas. They also have a podcast and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, but Haley has a, um, dash podcast called actually the dash. So you can go check that out. She's going to obviously talk about the dash and stuff like that. So maybe you'll get a little bit more information, more in depth when it comes to the dash. But of course we do support the ladies. So yeah. So shout out to, uh, daily for becoming the top goal scorer, um, you know, in the franchise. So shout out to her, shout out to uh, Air Groom, you know, ready for takeoff, another header for her. And also shout out to Megan Oyster for getting her 100th, 100th? Do you put a TH at the end of that? I don't know. Um, for getting her 100th uh, start on the NWSL. That's a lot of games, by the way. Um, but yeah, so shout out to them. And, you know, it was they weren't able to get a, a victory, but, you know, at least they got one point. So, at least, you know, they got something out of it. Uh, they will be playing, if I'm not mistaken, Wednesday again. They actually were supposed to play all the way over there in Washington, D.C., but I think they're fixing up the stadium over there, so they brought it back to Houston. So, make sure you go check the ladies out, man. Um, they have a good team. They're putting a good team together. So, you know, best of luck for them to them as well, so. Don't forget to check out actually the dash by Haley, and then yeah, man, get your information there. Uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about is um, well, before we get into the to the game, to the Houston Dynamo game against Vancouver, um, I wrote down a couple of things. I saw a thread today by Copa Ninety. I don't know if you guys follow them or whatever. Uh, so basically, they're like a I guess I don't know a page. They do a lot of soccer content, and I really, 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 really like their stuff. Um, but I saw a um, um, a thread that they did on Twitter today, and it was about basically all these other leagues that are, you know, ending. Or they have ended or will end or, or you know, just ended, whatever. And all the champions that came out of there. So 
I thought it was really cool. So I'm just going to kind of name, throw out some countries, throw out the names of the champions, and I guess just say something a little about them. And also I'll question myself, why? Well, I mean, I think I know why, but... Well, actually, I don't know why. But why does the MLS, like, hey, why is there, you know, with all due respect, uh, why is our schedule so messed up? I was going to say something else, but I retracted the F word. Uh, why is our schedule so messed up? Why is it like... Why do we start when everybody ends, and why do we end when everybody starts? I don't know. The MLS sometimes makes no no sense. I mean, you can see it. No promotion, no relegation. Something that, obviously, I have said before that I love and I would love to see, but obviously, I don't think they're on the same page. I think money, uh, cream, cash rules everything around me, right? And that's what Wu-Tang said. And I think that that's what they do, man. I think money is a little bit... Uh, unfortunately, we live in a very uh, money-driven uh, society or country, I guess. And yeah, man. But I just think relegation and promotion will be like the coolest shit ever. But you know, I'm not gonna bring that again into the, this conversation. But let's move on to um, yeah. Let's throw let's throw some countries and some names. Also, if you are listening, I would love for you to go into the post uh, of this comment or the post of this guy. I made no sense. Go to the post, uh, you know, on, I guess it will be on Instagram or I also make, a, I'll put it on Twitter. Um, you know, put your country, you know, wh- whatever country you're from, uh, just so I know where you're from. And then put, you know, put down who was the like the last champion in your country. Like, for example, right now, if you're from Germany, obviously Bayern Munich became champion. And also, you know, tell me who was the champion of your country and who you support. So, you know, just to get to know you guys. Uh, for example, my country, obviously, I'm from Argentina and I support Boca Juniors. And we are actually in the semifinals. But unfortunately, due to the COVID stuff, uh, it got pushed back. So we are playing our semifinal against uh, Racing, if I'm not mistaken. Racing de Avellaneda. And, uh, but yeah, man, we're like one step closer to uh, becoming champions again. Um, so hopefully that get that goes through, but you know they actually would have ended by the end of this month, so we would have been you know in that same, uh, I guess, not scale, but in the same list of all the other countries that you know finish around the same time. But for example, if you're from Germany, like I said, Bayern Munich won. I think they had a very comfortable um, like gap in between them. And something interesting about Germany. Schalke 04 that you know it tends to be like a really strong team got relegated and if I'm not mistaken a while back I also saw a post that a lot of people were being chased around uh in the Schalke 04 I mean Germans get kind of crazy not gonna lie I mean I've seen a couple of things about their supporters and uh Germans I mean they can be Germans you know uh in Italy if you're from Italia uh Milan Inter Milan obviously breaks the Juve streak you know Juve Coming out of a streak of nine years in a row, nine escudetos in a row, and Inter Milan was able to break that, you know, which is interesting because you would think, you know, with Cristiano Ronaldo and them, you know, uh, that would make the team stronger and just kind of keep that streak going. But nah, Inter Milan was able to break that stuff. So, and also something something bad about Juve that I, I don't know if you guys saw it. I posted it on one of my stories. I can't remember if it was on the personal one. Or the Cuatro Cuatro's one is basically them celebrating uh, how they got into the champions for next year, which was literally them waiting for another team, another team to beat, a, like for one team to beat another, 
and you know they're waiting on somebody else's results which you know i know it happens but it's like like i know it happens but you're juventus and you have divala and you have ronaldo and you have uh freaking mckinney and like you you know you just start naming names and you're like you have to depend on other people's results for you to make it into the top four of your country i mean i know it's a is a very like competitive country you know to play soccer you have napoli you have atalanta you have inter you have milan you have uh, roma you know you have big teams but obviously juventus like you're supposed to be the big team you know nine championships in a row and you're still over here celebrating that somebody lost to for you to go up you know but it is what it is you know it is what it is but so sad from from the homies from juventus if you're a juventus fan sorry but it is what it is right uh in france lily i think we 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 could say it like that i should have probably done research but lily uh they haven't been champions since 2010 2011 um championship um it's the fourth time in history and funny enough they actually had less wins than psg and throughout the the tournament but they had uh less losses which which is interesting when you go into the numbers and stuff like that so they had 24 wins 11 draws and three losses well psg had 26 wins four draws and eight losses so they were able to um you know i think they they won but not too much not too many points uh but they were comfortably comfortably enough obviously on top of uh psg who you would think would freaking whoop everybody's ass you know a lot of people you know they like to call it performance leagues or whatever but you know you think psg having the names that it has you you know it would be like a like a juventus type thing but but no i mean the the, the young not the younger because lily is it's kind of known you know it's one of the bigger teams and in, in france uh but it you know it's pretty cool that you know somebody else gets to lift the trophy you know also in scotland you know um the rangers First undefeated campaign since 1898. Bro, it's been 100 years. More than 100 years. Like 100 or what? 120 years. That nobody has been, you know, has had a Scottish undefeated season. And Rangers were able to do that. And funny, and they were probably the only team in this whole season to get more than 100 points. They ended up the, the year with 102 points. Which is outstanding by itself. Uh, so yeah, shout out to the Rangers. So if you, I think somebody's a Rangers fan, if I'm not mistaken, Theo from um, from the Striker Texas a Rangers fan. I don't know. If you're listening, Theo, are you a Rangers fan? I don't know. And if you're not, then I guess I just asked the question to nobody. But it is what it is. So shout out to all the Rangers fans out there. So let me know if you're from from Scott. I actually split played soccer in in high school with a guy from Scotland. Uh, I don't know his name. I don't remember. But we used to call him Scotty. But God knows what his name is now. I forgot. Because Scotty was his name to me. Uh, Portugal. Sporting Lisbon. Uh, or Lisboa, I guess. Uh, undefeated as well. First. Um, is his first championship in 19 years. This is where uh, Cristiano Ronaldo actually came from. Um, and it's funny because oh, I saw that his mom actually... You know, they're, I guess they're supporting Lisbon fans. And they were celebrating and stuff like that. And she was saying how she's going to bring Cristiano Ronaldo back to uh, supporting Lisbon. So it's pretty cool. It's also pretty cool, you know, after 19 years. Imagine, like, if you're, you know, 
a 20 some year old like myself the last time your team was a champion was like when you were a child and now you're coming back to lifting a championship so that's pretty cool another thing another country spain atletico i think everybody kind of kept up in that so atletico you know first time in six years um and i think everybody knows the story the whole Suarez situation you know being kind of like kicked out i guess in a way from barcelona because he was beaten you know he was too old you know quote unquote but he fuck he freaking showed that he's still a freaking beast and he can whoop everybody's ass you know Suarez is literally one of the greatest one of the greatest strikers of all time like literally um and he showed it man and it's funny enough because now Aguero seems like he's going to to uh, Barcelona, who is literally the same age as Suarez. So it's kind of hilarious that they said the reason they were letting him go is because too old, and now they're getting uh, a widow at the same age. But, you know, to each his own, I guess. But shout-out to Suarez and everybody in Atletico, you know, breaking also the streak of the Barcelona-Real Madrid kind of superior superiority, I guess that's the word, uh, you know, against everybody else in Spain. Atletico always fought, but, you know, they were never able to lift the trophy. But now they are. So, shout out to all my Atletico fans out there. Um, I'm glad you're not a Barcelona or Real Madrid fan. N- nothing against Barcelona, but, you know, y'all get annoying. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why I did that. But, yeah, Netherlands, uh, Ajax. I think we also know that Ajax is one of the top top tier teams. Um, but something cool that Ajax did was they melted down their trophy and actually get, made little stars and gave it to their supporters, which is, I think is one of the coolest shit ever. Because imagine being a supporter and you get like literally part of the trophy from your team. You know, you weren't able to go and support them in the field because obviously there's a freaking pandemic. But, you know, at least you get a little memento, you know, from from the team of your, you know, your love, the team you love. So shout out to Ajax, you know, breaking that. Literally breaking the mold, breaking the the cup, the cup, the trophy. I don't know if they get a trophy or a dish or you know whatever they heck they get. It's like, wh- hey, why? That's another question. Why do they give plates to people as trophies? We need to do some research. I, I need to find this out. Why they get plates, not a cup? And also, why do we get a cup? Like, interesting. Good questions, right, Christian? Yeah, good question. I don't know. I'm talking to myself now. Those are a really good question. Why do we get cups as trophies? I don't know. That's interesting. Maybe to celebrate? I mean, that makes sense, right? Like, I don't know. But it is what it is. But yeah, Turkey. Turkey, we're going to Turkey. Betsikas. Betsikas. Man, I'm terrible with names. Betsikas. I'm sure. I think I have. I think one of my listeners is Turkish. I don't know. I'm just guessing because the other day he just told me a name. Uh, so, uh, and I'm blanking on his name, so shout out to you. I know, you know who you are and I know who you are, but I'm just blanking on your name right now. We, we kind of talk all the time. Uh, but yeah, uh, but, but see, oh my Lord, whatever. They finish off with 84 points and funny enough, Galatasaray, which is another great team, um, played also ended up with 84 points. Um, but the, the funny thing in this league, imagine, look, imagine, so Betsikas got 84 points, Galatasaray ended up with 84 points as well, and Fenerbahce ended up with 82 points, so, like, literally, it was, like, uh, a last game type, you know, like, in the last, 
in the last uh, week, it was decided who was the champion. And literally, they were the champion because of goal difference. Um, Betsikas had a plus 45 and Galatasaray had a plus 44. So, it literally one goal difference. And funny enough, a couple weeks back in May 8th, um, Galatasaray beat Betsikas 3-1. So, literally, that goal by Betsikas was literally the defining goal for the championship. Because if Besiktas would have, you know, they would have, if Galatasaray would have beaten Besiktas 3-0, they would have both had, you know, the same amount of points. And I think they would have went, you know, with uh, with the other factors that they go into. But the, the literally putting one goal in the back of the net, in the back of the net on uh, May the 8th gave Besiktas this championship. So it's pretty cool. And also I saw a video that they do uh, like a celebration in the river. So basically all the players get on boats. And they go down the river or down, you know, some type of water. And then all the fans, like, basically gather. It's like a parade on water, basically. So it's pretty badass. Um, but also interesting because it's a competitive league, you know. At least, well, at least the three on top are competitive. I, I can't remember how the other, the other guys did. Um, another league that we're going to talk about is the Swiss, Swiss League. That, funny enough, there's only, like, ten teams and funny enough, I don't know if you guys remember, but a while back, I kind of traced down to my last name, my where, where my people come from, and we come from Switzerland, right? I'm a Swiss guy, uh, it turns out. And uh, so I started following the the team that where my where my last name from, like the region my last name comes from, which is the FC Sion or Sion, um, and and they actually on the last game of of the week they uh, saved themselves from relegation uh, a little bit because you know uh, if you're in t- there's only 10 teams young boys are obviously you know usually the champions young boys um they usually like end up in the champions league and stuff like that um but fcc on was always like they're always fighting for the last spots and uh in the last week they they won and then the other team lost the one that was in in, in ninth place so the ninth place went into tenth place, which is automatic relegation, and then the FCC on is actually going to the relegation playoff. So they're gonna play, you know, whoever was in second place in the second division of the Swiss Championship or whatever league or whatever. So shout out to my boys from Sion. I follow them on Instagram, but everything's in French, so I don't understand shit that they're saying. But you know, uh, I just want to say that y'all have a supporter, and if y'all are hearing this, uh. Let's 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 stay in the first division of the Swiss league, and also uh, if there's anybody Swiss Swisses Swisses Swiss Swiss people listening, shop you know, hit me up, shop you know, and just tell me what's up or whatever. I don't know, whatever. Um, and then in England, of course, Manchester City. Uh, well, they've been champions for a couple of weeks now, but you know the the goodbye to to Sergio Sergio Aguero. Um, so shout out to Sergio Aguero. Uh, I don't know why I'm saying Sergio Aguero when his name is Sergio Aguero. Um, but yeah, man, he had like a ter- a great career. Uh, I was gonna say terrible, but I, what I was meaning to say was terrific. So shout out to Sergio Aguero for his terrific. Um, career in Manchester City. I think he's living as a as a, basically as a legend, um, and now he seems to be going with Messi. So it's going to be interesting to see you know what they do together. Uh, and also, obviously, Manchester City is going to be playing against Chelsea in 
the finals of the Champions League this Saturday at 2 p.m. So if you're going to be watching it, you know, if you're a Man City supporter, go out to the, with the Man City uh, supporter group, man. The the citizens, I think, the Houston citizens, something like that. I'll tag them. I'll tag them in the description uh, of the of the episode, and then on the on the show or whenever I post it on Instagram or whatever. And then also, if you're you know a Chelsea supporter, go go out with the Blues, man. They have a supporter group here in Houston as well. You know, go have fun, man. Uh, I think they they actually gather at Kings Court, if I'm not mistaken. Hopefully, I'm not wrong. But, uh, you know, I'll throw it up in the description below as well. So you guys can hit them up and, you know, have fun, man. Go love on your team. Go go support your people. Go chant. Go sing. I know the Chelsea guys, they have, like, smoke bombs and shit. So, you know, shout out to them, man. I, I Honestly, I wish I could go. I get off at work at 1.30, so I literally am going to book at home so I can watch the game at home. Um, but, yeah, man, it would be cool. And also, I don't want to be... Uh, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to go to either one because then the other team is going to hate me. But, you know, I want to be kind of like even with everybody. So hopefully everybody invites me to their to their watch parties. So if you're in the Chelsea uh, supporter group or in the Man City group, I would love to go watch a game, you know, whenever we get back on the road again, I guess, with games. So I actually, one of my things that I want to do... Um, I guess starting next season for the English Premier League is to go to every supporter group uh, bar or gathering that they do and just go hang out with them. I already visited uh, the guys from from the Wolves. Um, Very cool people. Shout out to Paul, the guy that runs it. They get together in uh, Nick's place in Westheimer, like off of Westheimer Road, like Bell 8. And it's a little nice pub. Uh, actually, I've never been to like... I usually don't go to bars and stuff like that. But it's like a little nice bar pub or whatever. And they actually get a good amount of people. I think the, for the last game, they got like 20 people to go or something like that to watch the last match. So it's pretty fun. And and there's a guy in there. One of the members, he's like this older guy. And he's, you know, he's been a Wolf fan since like he was a child. So he's seen like the worst and the best out of him. So it's also Paul. Paul is very like, you know, he's he obviously grown up in that area and stuff like that. And obviously, you know how English people, you know, support and love their teams. So, well, so um, yeah, man, I'm gonna try to be out there and go, you know, support all the uh, supporter groups. And because honestly, I'm not affiliated to anybody uh, when it comes to the English Premier League, so it does, it's not hard for me to like wish everybody well. I know I, eventually I need to pick a team, I guess. But I haven't had a team where I'm like, oh, you know, I, I really like this team. You know, like, I haven't had any, I haven't, I haven't had to choose a team. So, you know, as, as of now, I'm Gucci with everybody. But I think eventually, if I want to get interested in the English Premier League, I think I'm going to have to be committed to one team. And then, you know, so also drop it in the comments below. What, what team do you think I should support? And maybe, you know, kind of like follow. I tried to follow the Wolves just because, you know, I kind of went to, to Paul's place or whatever. And I uh, won't well, nice place, but the bar. You know, and, and there were really nice guys in there. Um, so I tried to keep up a little bit, but I, I, honestly, at the end, it just kind of faded away. Um, but I'm going to try to keep up with another team. I don't know. So so shout out to everybody. And then if you're in there, if your team is in the English Premier League, hit me up so I can kind of like build some relationships and stuff like that. And I want to. 
go out and support your team, support your group and stuff like that. And also, if you want to be on the podcast, you know, more than welcome. Hit me up. Let's talk. Let's do something. And let's have you on. Let's talk about your supporter group and stuff like that. And so let let the people know what's up in here in Houston. Um, but damn, that's a lot of talking for um, for non-Houston-related stuff, I guess. But now let's move on to Houston, man. I think... Um, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So Houston was, um, we received Vancouver, and I actually did not go to the press booth this time. Uh, if you guys have seen my stories, I traded my little notepad for a flag, and I actually got to hang out with the guys from The Surge. Um, you know, they had invited me a million times, and obviously I would never go because I was, you know, in the press box press box but you know this time around i was like you know what i i i owe it to them you know they've been really nice they came on the podcast and, and they're really good guys you know sergio and, and his cousin that would never remember his name <laughs> but shout out to him he knows who he is um i just remember sergio because like sergio aguero i guess but not really i just just remember his sergio I know the other guy has a funny, uh, not a funny name, an easy name too, but I just, honestly, I apologize, but I can't remember it, and I'm trying to think it, you know, I always do the same thing, I'm trying to think while I talk, but I can't remember, but shout out to him, man, uh, they're really cool guys, you know, they, they get together at pitch 25 before the games, you know, they, they, they do a little pregame, drink a beer or two, whatever, and then obviously they, they go to the game, and then they, you know, chant, sing, you know, get together with the guys from Batashon, Mandela Negra, um texan army so you know a little plug here shout out to you know to all the people from el batashan man like honestly if it wasn't for them and their like passion i don't think you know the supported group culture in the city of houston would be what it is man i think um everybody kind of gets um it's contagious like you know their their vibe their 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 passion their their love for the team their love for the colors it's very, it's very contagious, it's very, and it's very passionate. You can tell that they, you know, they care, they love the team, no matter what, you know, good or bad. It doesn't matter where they at on the table; they're just there to support. And uh, shout out to everybody in El Batashon and Northern Little, like they have little subgroups that make up El Batashon. So shout out to everybody that that does that, and you know, they get together, they prepare everything, they, you know, they know the songs, they look like they practice and 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 stuff and. You know, shout out to them, man. They're they're doing something great, and and I think that they inspire a lot of people to go and to chant and to love the team and stuff like that. So shout out to them, but also you know, of course, shout out to everybody else, and shout out to the surge, you know, for inviting us, for letting us hold flags. Me and my brother went with his wife, and you know, we were just there, chant, you know, chanting, singing, you know, moving our arms around, shit, waving flags, and just supporting the Dynamo. So obviously. Uh, my perception of the game, you know, at on the on the behind the goal, obviously, was completely different if I was watching it in the press box because you know in the press box you kind of have a better a better view. Um, but then also I came home today, like for example today Monday, and I rewatched the game and just to kind of get a little bit little pointers here and there, whatever. 
But uh, but yeah, man, shout out to the surge and, and go everybody go out and support him. Also, uh, boy Seba from uh, from Volt League came out, you know, took some pictures and stuff like that. So, um, you know, he they already the surge already posted a couple pictures that he took. But uh, I you know and I I'm sure he's, there's gonna be more. But you know, shout out to him for coming out and and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, man, um, let's, let's get into the game a little bit. Let's talk about the team. Let's talk about what what, what happened. Obviously, we did get the victory, 2-1. We got the three points against uh, a kind of, not a shitty Vancouver, but, you know, not a top of the top of the league Vancouver, you know? And, um, you know, it was, it was all right. It was, a good, it was a good game. I think we played very, uh, te- te- tactically, I think we did, we played a lot better. We looked very solid, uh, obviously, until the last 10 minutes when we got scored on, and we kind of had to, like, hold that... Uh, that score or whatever, uh, but also one let's just talk about the things that I saw. So Boniek seems to be the starting CB now, center back, um, and so like that brings the question: like, is he going to be the starting center back as like forever? So a lot of people, you know, they they keep saying, you know, I think we should end the the Boniek as a center back experiment. But honestly, I don't think it's an experiment anymore. I think it's just gonna stay. And it could be bad and it could be not bad, you know, because Bonnick has been doing a really, really good job. I mean, honestly, he's he's been a starting center back and he's been doing a heck of a job at it. So I'm not mad. You know, I'm not mad at Bonnick being a center back, honestly. I know maybe like that's not what he is, but, you know, a lot of times a lot of people transition from position to position, you know, maybe... Uh, Bonik, you know, at one point in time, he's playing on the wing, and now he's playing in the center, and now he's playing center back, you know? So, it kind of gives you, there's some questions that you kind of throw out, so it's like, because uh, Tab Ramos talked about, you know, the the decision of him being there was a lot of tactical reasons, you know, maybe you're playing uh, forwards that, forwards or attacking players that kind of play in between lines and stuff like that. And Bonik is really good at stepping up or like you know kind of biting in uh, when those passes come in, uh, like which I mentioned I think in the last episode, which could be good and it could be bad because you are the last man. So if you miss that ball, you're kind of fucked. Uh, instead of as a midfielder, where if you could miss that, you know you can you can have a little bit of luxury to do that because you do have your center backs behind you. Um, and then also, could it be a fitness thing? Could it be that the other guys are injured? You know, you do have Barlow that was out with injury. Uh, you do have Fun Machor that was out also with injury, but he's he came back. I mean, I think he's 100% now. And then you had Figueroa that also had a small injury. But, you know, so you start, you start thinking, you know, could it be fitness? Or the last question, could it be trust? Could it be that Tab Ramos trusts? Bonnie Garcia more than he does the actual center backs, you know? Uh, but it, it could be, you know, it could be a little bit of all three. It could be tactical reasons. It could be fitness. It could be trust. You know, what else do you think it could be? You know, also, if you're if you're around, leave the comment below. You know, why do you think uh, this guy starts over the actual center backs? And, I mean, he's doing a good job, so should keep him there, you know, if you have to. Um, another interesting thing that happened was Lasseter got his first start. Um, I think it's his first start, so I don't think we were... Obviously, you start seeing now um, who the favorites of Tab Ramos are. Not in a bad way, but like in, a, in the way that Tab Ramos has like his team, you know? Like, he brought specific players 
to play specific positions, and I think we are seeing that. And also that explains uh, Lasseter starting. Um, literally everybody that came in knew starting in a way. Like the only thing that the only one that didn't was Pasher, but he went in the second half because obviously his injury. But you know Fafa Ruti, their you know their uh, transfers, I guess you can say. Uh, Derek Jones, uh, Tim Parker, obviously we needed that. Um, what else? Joe Corona. Literally all the guys that came in knew are, you know, they came to make the team better. So I think, I think it paid off, you know, because literally every single guy that was brought in is starting. Or coming in from the bench. I mean, I, our two best players are... Well, I, yeah. Beta and Pasha came in as the only subs. Um, and, you know, they are great. We we already know how, how consistent Veda can be. And we already know how good Pasha can be from his first three games. So, nothing to, to, to talk down about, you know, in that sense. And I think Lasseter had a, had a pretty decent game. Um, I think he was pretty dangerous in some place um, and some other plays he wasn't. But I think his good outweighed his bad. Um, and I think as a team, we played pretty good compared to Vancouver. I know that uh, from the guys from Dynamo Theory, uh, one of the guys, shout out to Dustin. I didn't want to say his name, but I'm a Charmargi, I guess. Uh, but, you know, they're very analytical and they're very numbers guy. And obviously the numbers said that Vancouver had a better game than the Dynamo. Which, shout out to my boy Rudy, he pointed out that it looked the other way. And to my opinion, I agree with Rudy, but obviously Dustin, obviously, he's a numbers guy. And, you know, and I guess sometimes the numbers are right. Well, usually always. But, you know, I don't know. All I care is that the numbers in the score, you know, scoreboard is higher than the other team. I think we don't, I don't give a damn, honestly, if we play like shit or we... I honestly don't care as long as we get the three points, right? But it is what it is. I think we played a great game. Uh, great game from Corona and Jones. I think Jones had a, a terrific game. I think he showed quality. He showed, like, smartness. Um, you know, Eddie Robinson will point out literally almost every other play from Jones how how smart his tactical decisions were, like, from a pass to defending to, like, and a lot of praise coming from Eddie Robinson, you know, a well-known defender, you know, in the city, you know, uh, kind of kind of a, a dynamo legend, a local legend, you know, shouting out Jones. And I think he played a really good game. Corona also had a better game uh, than he has had. I think probably one of his best ones by f- so far. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it's been one of his better ones. Um, Fafa had a good game, had an assist in a way. Uh, he's always dangerous down the flanks, super fast. Dude was sprinting minute ninety something. He was still doing sprints, so you know you see the heart from from a player like Fafa, from a player like Guruti, you know, pressuring up top, just chasing every ball down. I think those dudes, you know, other than like bringing goals and and chances of goal, they bring heart and they you know they bring the fight. You know what I mean? Uh, I think Marco Marriage had a pretty decent game. He had a good couple saves that could, you know literally almost I guess you could say save the game in a way because you know, we obviously know how goals can be decisive. Obviously, because they, they are will make uh, the decisions. Um, so shout out to to him as well, uh, and then Tim Parker and, and Valentin. Zarek Valentin, um, you know, being behind the goal, you get to see, like, and literally we were on the first row, so we were literally feet away from the goal. 
Um, and you could see the leadership from Team Park, Team Tim Parker and Tarek Valentin. Um, the way that they, you know, talk to guys, the way that they move the guys around. At one point in time, literally, uh, Tarek Valentin was, I think it was the last corner for um, for Vancouver that I, I don't think you get to see it on TV. But Valentin was literally grabbing guys by their shirt and putting them with their Vancouver player that they had to mark. It was super funny because he was calling Joe Corona. Joe Corona was like acting dumb. He's like, you, you know, get here, get here. And then he grabbed Joe Corona by the shirt. And he put him on the guy. He was like, you know what? No, because this guy's too big. He grabbed Jones and grabbed Corona, switched him around. I was like, man, that's that's leadership right there. Because like two, imagine a grown man grabbing you by the shirt and telling you where to go and where to stand. I mean, you have to have balls, first of all. Obviously, a good relationship. But also leadership. Like That means that they respect you. And also Tim Parker, man. Tim Parker is very, like, he takes no shit from nobody, man. Like, he stood up to, to the to the forwards like no other. You know, he uh, congratulated Marco when he made a great save. Like, he gave him that confidence. And, you know, you're doing a heck of a job, man. Just keep doing your shit, you know. And that's what you want to see from, you know, two guys on defense. Two guys that are veterans in a way. Um, in the league and, and in the team as well. Not so much Tim. And Valentin is only, I think, his second year. So, you know, it just shows really good, you know, how good they're doing in that position. So, shout out to Bam. Um, obviously, two goals on top. Then, we, you know, we got to secure it. We got scored on the 10-minute, you know, came from a mistake. Uh, but I think we managed uh, we managed really well to get you know, to kind of close down Vancouver and just kind of get those three points, man. Um, and I think next few matches are going to be a, a trial by fire for the Houston Dynamo, man. I think we got out of the four games that we got coming up. So we only got one more game here in May. And we have three games in June. And f- out of those four games, three are, three of them are away. So we, got, we go away at SKC first. Then we go to LAFC uh, away. And then we come home on a Wednesday. So we play LAFC on a Saturday, I believe. And we, we come back on Wednesday here at home against Portland out of everybody. And then on the 26th, three days later, we got Real Salt Lake. Uh, I was going to say Real Madrid. Real Salt Lake at Utah. So, you know, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting, man, because, like, we play we play really good teams, teams that are playing playing good soccer, SKC, LAFC, Portland, Real Salt Lake. Uh, I guess Real Salt Lake we're not, is not known for playing or not being great, I guess, or not fighting the top spots. But they've been pretty good lately. They've been kind of solid. But obviously, we know SKC is like a classical type thing. LAFC are, even though they're doing kind of shitty, they're they're still a strong team. And then Portland, you know, Portland is Portland. Um, and even if even playing at home, Portland is still Portland, you know. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what the Dynamo can pull out of these four games. I mean, possible... 12 points. Um, I don't know, man. Some people are saying we're not going to, you know, we'll be lucky if we get a couple points. Um, I obviously am very optimistic. Um, I'm thinking at least five or six out of four games out of a possible 12. If we can get six, I think it's a great deal, especially having three games away. But I mean, that could be wishful thinking, you know, that means you have to get a win and four and four and a win and three draws, which could be very very hard so i think a good four points might be good but i mean might be good given the circumstances but 
I don't know, man. I think it's going to be a good trial to see where we stand, you know, against the, the top dogs in, the, in this league. And hopefully we can, I mean, right now we're, we sit on fourth place. Uh, with a, some teams have less games than us, but you know, we'll see, man. We're re- we'll we'll really see what we're made of, and what we can do. And then to finish off this long ass podcast episode, and my throat hurts, so I'm gonna drink some water. Um, um, let's talk about some news, some breaking news. Uh, breaking news is that, or it seems like, the Dynamo is going to be bought by uh, some guy named Ted. So he's going to go from a Gabriel Brenner, a guy that's really not interested. Shout out to Gabriel Brenner and oh, the Dynamo organization. They got nothing to do with him. But honestly, I mean, let's be honest. The dude doesn't really give a damn. Or if he does, he's not showing it very much. Um, and I think we are very hopeful that somebody will come into the city and actually showcase... With the fourth largest city in the goddamn country, and the most diverse city, and one of the biggest soccer cities in the goddamn world, I don't know if the world, but in this country can do, man. I mean, literally, there's soccer everywhere in the city, bro. Like, since I started doing this podcast, and I've been trying to like find you know people and places to talk to, you know, just kind of grow the podcast and and grow the soccer culture in Texas or Texas, Houston, whatever. Um, I've seen, dude, like, there's so many, like, places to play, and there's so many pickup stuff, so shout out to Sports Social, um, because they have an app, and you can go in there, and you can, uh, play pickup games and stuff like that, but there's so many indoor places, there's so many outdoor places, there's so many pickup games, there's so many, uh, just people playing soccer everywhere, man, and it just, it makes no sense that we cannot fill a stadium of 22,000 people in it, in a city with, like, four or five million people, it's like, bro, it's a little fraction. It's less than 1% of the people. Way less than 1%. I mean, I don't know math, but I think it's way way less than 1%. But it's like, bro, like, we can, like, why can't we fill the stadium? Why can't we get somebody that really cares about such a nice city and great city that we have here? And and I think, hopefully, this Ted guy, if he buys the, the team, I think the sources are pretty, pretty legit. You know, coming from Mark Mark Breitman from Channel Twenty Six, I believe, and then kind of a confirmation from Lester Gretsch, uh, the source that we all kind of trust and love. Um, yeah, man, I think I think it might be a done deal in a way. You know, it's not done deal, done deal, but you know, I think the talks have been had, and I think we're just waiting on money transfers. And hopefully this Houston Dynamo can become something something great. Today I think I read an article, or not an article, but a rumor that um, they might be looking into buying like Funes Mori or some shit. Um, if you don't know, that's a really uh, really good striker from uh, Monterrey. Um, so imagine going into you know going into Mexico and buying really good Mexican players. You know, at least to kind of get on brand. You know, having so many you know Mexican folks here in the city. You know, at least touch a nerve there, you know, like, you know, have let people know, like, we're trying to do something, we're trying to grow, we're trying to be a better team, you know, and better club overall. Um, and, and hopefully, the you know, this TED guy, um, there's a lot of TED talk, huh? Haha. Um, hopefully, this guy brings something different, you know, something, something good, you know, hopefully, he brings more uh, excitement 
into this team. Hopefully, it makes people more interested. Hopefully, it brings back those. I never got to experience the Roberson, Roberson Stadium days, but I really want to experience that in our stadium now. Now that we have a soccer-specific stadium in the almost in the heart of downtown, or like right, you know, right around the corner of the heart of downtown, and I mean, I think we we are ready to have. You know, I think we're ready. Houston is ready. We just have to kind of let the people know that we're ready. And let people up top, let, let them know that we're ready, man. We're ready to blow up. We're ready to be a championship city. We're ready to bring more trophies to the city. And I think we're ready to do all that. And at least the men's soccer. Women's soccer obviously has been doing their part. But I think also they want to grow as well. And I want They want to grow their game as well. You know, we want to grow as a club. And I think hopefully this is a good start into that. So with that being said, I will go ahead and shut this down. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're watching, I'm hopefully posting a video soon. Um, but I don't know how soon, but I'll keep you guys updated. I, I really want to do more videos. I like doing videos and stuff like that. But yeah, man, go uh, go check out the Patreon also if you if you'd like to help out. You can do like three dollars uh, there. You can do like one time contributions. I think there as well. Hopefully, and yeah, help a brother out. So shout out to all the patrons so far. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for the love. Thank you for thank you for the likes. Thank you for the the, the retweets and all that stuff. I really appreciate it. It makes me feel better inside. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, thank you so much for everybody supporting and loving um, everything that I'm trying to do for the city and for soccer, man. And hopefully um, we can make the, you know, the Houston Dynamo great again, as one president would say. Um, shout out to Trump. He's orange. But yeah, man, shout out to everybody out there. And yeah, see you guys later. Y'all have a good one. Enjoy and see you guys next week. Shout out to uh, my mom. Bye bye.